0: Welcome, everybody. I am Rachel Levy lesser And I am Stephanie Goldstein, and this is Life's Accessories, a podcast about accessories, clothing, fashion, and the stories
1: behind them. We are two friends who love to accessorize and who remember what we wore on pretty much every meaningful occasion, and that is what we love to talk about. You
0: can follow us on Instagram at Life Accessories Podcast and also on Facebook. You can also email us at life's Accessories Podcast at gmail.com
1: with comments, questions, or accessory suggestions. And if you like what you're listening to, we would love it for you to share this podcast with a friend and rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Also, do not forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode.
0: Hello to our listeners and I guess, welcome back. Many have wondered where we've been for the past few weeks and we've taken a little break. I wish we could say that we've been traveling the globe and doing some fun things, but today it's just Rachel and me for a very special episode as we are going to talk about someone very, very special to Rachel and that is her dad who died just a few weeks ago after, as Rachel puts it, living about 15 lives. And what an honor to talk about him and a very special accessory, which we'll get to. But Rachel, I first have to ask you the question, which I don't like this question, right? It's the, how are you doing? It's the, how are you doing question
1: thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for doing this with me today. Thanks to our listeners for being patient. I texted Stephanie the weekend when I basically knew my dad was dying. And I said, this is where we take a break because I got to do this stuff. And Stephanie, of course, was like, whatever you need. I feel lucky that Um, in this line of work I could take a break that our listeners are waiting for us I did hear globally there was a drop in Apple podcast listening (laughs) due to life's accessories being on hiatus for a few weeks and so thank you for that it's funny to keep in line with the podcast Stephanie and I talked about earlier in the summer doing an episode about some of our father's accessories When my father was still living and I didn't want to do it then because my dad was really sick and I just thought it wasn't going to go well. And I guess my instincts were right. So when you ask how I'm doing, I say to people I'm doing, and that's what I'm doing. Uh, But I do just have to tell our listeners a little story because this is really talks a little bit about Stephanie and what a great person and friend she is. And also, I just have to say, I've been feeling so much love from friends and family. I've been completely overwhelmed And I think that's a testament to my father because he really knew and loved all my friends and my brother's friends and all of his family and friends loved him. So I kept waiting for somebody to show up and be like, yeah, he was a real asshole, but he wasn't. He was the best. And everybody thought that. Okay. To answer the question how I'm doing, I'm okay. I actually, for the last few weeks since he died after the funeral and the shiva, have been feeling exhausted and my whole body hurts, which is, I think, a physical reaction to all the stress and trauma and grief in the last few weeks. And also the last year and change where my father's been really sick. And I've been going on overdrive trying to save a man's life who had, as you said, about 15 lives, right? And so this is where the Stephanie part comes in. Everyone's been telling me to take care of myself, which... I love when people say that, but of course I don't take care of myself, but I decided to take care of myself. And I told Stephanie last week, I was getting a massage this week, which I did. It was amazing. It felt very indulgent. I went to get a (laughs) massage yesterday, late in the day. And when I came out at this little spa in the town of New Hope, Pennsylvania near me, it's called Nurture Spa, shout out. They said, oh, Rachel, your massage has been paid for by Stephanie Goldstein. And I was like, what the what is happening? I didn't tell her where I was getting it. I don't think I told her when I was getting it. Maybe I did. You told me the day. You didn't tell me the time. Okay. Thank you. You are amazing. These things, they're just- People are amazing. So tell me how you figured this out.
0: There's a couple things to it, right? Had those conversations. Are you taking care of yourself? And I had actually thought about sending you a gift card to go get a massage to do something for you because it does, this does take a toll on you. And you, you have been just by your father's side, by your family side, just constantly. And it does take a toll. And so that was something that I was thinking of doing. But then you mentioned you were going to get this massage. And on the side, I'm an FBI investigator. That's true. In my mind. That's true. So I thought I'm going to figure this out because you gave me the clue that you were doing it on a particular day. And you mentioned a place near me. So I know two towns near you. So I Googled every single spa and I knew you'd go to a nice place. I wasn't going to but, like l- the luxury gardens. Yeah. exactly. I might be now a legend in Yardley in Newtown because... And
1: it wasn't what, in Yardley what? or Newtown.
0: No, it was not. So we'll get to that. So I think I probably called 12 to 15 different oh places. God. And yeah. I mean, this is, I have the post-it notes and with all my notes about like, nope, <laughs> Oh, and you said it was a 50-minute Swedish massage. So if I went to a website and it was a 60-minute Swedish massage, I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. But I would call anyway. Anyhow, everyone was like, oh, no. And then it was, what a nice thing to do. And I was like, that's what you do for friends, right? And then I sent an email to your husband at work. And I've never emailed your husband, right? Hi, Neil. How'd you Sorry. get his email address? I you just know where, it. You know, where I know where he works. I know where he was, So I Googled it. Right. And the, I was like, oh, I hate that. I'm going to have to ask for help for this. Right. And I then just kind of kept going. And then I was like, wait a second. Maybe Rachel follows the salon, the spa on Instagram. <gasps> that was my last ditch. Attempt. That's how you figured it out. Yeah. That's amazing. And I called. And they were like, Yeah, she's coming for a 50 minutes. I'm like, oh no. So anyway, so that's how that was resolved. And I could email your husband back who was traveling, right? Yes, And say, Sorry, I got this. I'm good. Thank you. Never mind. But you know what? I will say this. So it's a tough time. And when my mother was sick, not to bring this to my mother, but there was a lot of time and care and exhaustion and all that stuff. And I happened to mention to my mother, I'm going to get a massage. I don't usually do that. I don't ever. Because like I don't, said, I don't feel, it just feels too indulgent. Oh, and I can't sit still for that. Right. It's just what a waste yeah. Yeah. of time. Yeah. Like we can talk about manicures and pedicures right. next. Of but course, like,
1: I do some work in for, my head during the massage for the beginning part of it. Then I there you down go down. Yeah.
0: But I had this massage. It was when my mother was sick. And when I came out. They said, this has been taken care of by your mother. And so it was one of those moments that I mentally said in my mind that if I ever have a friend who's going through something like this, I will pay this forward. And so that was what that was also about. And I'm glad you did it. I'm glad that I could surprise you, and yeah, I'm glad you you, you have to take care of yourself. Trying. That saying yeah.
1: about the, putting the oxygen no, mask on the first. The kindness of people. Which you haven't been doing. Which you I have not. Doing. I have not. In no. fact, I went to get my hair colored last week, and my hair is long for me and gray for me because I haven't had a chance to do that. Yeah. And when I went to pay, the owner of the salon said, "This is on me," which was just amazing. Ugh. I felt terrible, but the reason she did that, every place I went, I get my hair colored every six weeks. I was always on the phone with doctors. I was always, right. they knew, they knew what was happening. And I don't know. I think my dad would like that too. He'd be like, Rach, that's so nice. I love He, he
0: always liked a to deal too. So that would have been. I never met your father, of course, but I said to you that you can just tell by, for me, at least looking at pictures of him. I look at him I'm like, what a kind and gentle soul. You can just tell that from looking at pictures. Are you ready to move on and talk? Let's about, move on.
1: Let's do about it. His the accessory, accessory
0: which you're wearing. So yeah. the big reveal has happened, but our listeners don't
1: know. Rach, tell us about the accessory you'd like to share today. Okay, I should say it's the end of <laughs> August. It's about a thousand <laughs> degrees in the northeast, <laughs> and I'm sitting in my home office wearing a long sleeve. Itchy, itchy, wool, thick, navy blue sweater with the letters 1963, which is the year my dad graduated from the University of Pennsylvania on it. So it's his sweater that he earned for playing. And this is, he's not here to ask. So this has been confirmed by my Uncle Paul. Shout out to Uncle Paul. Thank you, Uncle Paul. brother. He either earned this sweater for playing on the freshman fencing team Or the freshman ice hockey team, not sure, but doesn't matter. This is a great sweater. It it reminds me of one of those like happy days, like Letterman sweaters, Letterman jackets. My father gave it to me when he was living years and years ago. I don't remember why. Like I was at his house. He was cleaning out his closet. He just said, take this rage. I'm glad he gave it to me. He went to Penn and graduated in 1963. I went to Penn and graduated in 1996. And that was a bond that we shared that we went to the same college. He loved Penn. I loved Penn. He made lifelong friends there. I made lifelong friends there. In fact, he loved my Penn friends. He called them his girls. Aww. They all showed up in droves to the funeral, including my two friends from college who live in California who couldn't be there on the day because. One of them was moving their kid into college. Another yeah. was on a family trip. They flew in from California to be with Amazing. me. I mean, Amazing. And that's a testament to my father because I grew up not far from Penn. So my family was the house where everybody came for the holidays. I should also say about this accessory that often we think about heirlooms from our parents our grandparents as like jewelry Mm -hmm. and god knows i have tons of jewelry from my mother and my grandmother my father had some nice watches my i gave them all to my brother or i should say my brother they were given to my brother and he's happy to have them i don't even know if he's going to wear them i think my brother might wear the one like tag q air sporty watch there were a lot of fancy watches i should say And my dad had them. I think they were given to him by his father and other people, but he never wore them because right. he wasn't a fancy guy. He didn't wear any jewelry at all. He wore a wedding ring when he was married to my mother, and we can't find that ring, but that's another thing. oh <laughs> I know. It's somewhere. We got it. somewhere. Pennsylvania law. Let me tell you what you yeah. have to do to get into a safe deposit box after the person who had it is off. If the governor of Pennsylvania is listening, just let us into that safety deposit box, okay? That's still, another, are you still not in? Not in. I'll let you know, we have about several court order documents we need to get to find one little ring and like the deed on the house. It's ridiculous. There's really nothing in there. Anyway, but so I just love that this sweater, it represents him. I am a shopper. My mother was a shopper. He was not a shopper. He literally has sweaters and tweed sport jackets with elbows, hatches, because they're from the 1960s and the elbows were worn you know, yeah, like that's... he didn't shop for himself. He was generous to all of us, but not to himself. That was just who he was. Mm. So that's the sweater that I'm wearing today.
0: I love that sweater. It's awesome.
1: And you know what?
0: Even on a warm day in the summer, hey, just turn down the air conditioning, right?
1: I know. And I turn think down it... or turn it up. Wait, turn it up. Right, I think go. I'll turn it turn up. It up. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm actually going to wear it This winter. The funny thing about air conditioning and sweaters, my dad, and now I can get into a little bit about what he went through. He died this summer. He was 82. I honestly don't even know what he died of. He fought so many different illnesses. He had issues in his brain and his heart and other parts of his body that I don't have to get into the details. And He just kept coming back and coming back. Stephanie knows this. In the last year since we've been doing this podcast, how many times did he end up in the hospital where the doctors were like, this is it, this is it. But they didn't know Jimmy Levy. They didn't know him. No. And he just kept coming back and coming back. And I just think his poor body could not take it. But I'm laughing that I'm wearing a sweater in August (laughs) because all summer long when he was so sick, he always wore sweaters because he was always cold because he was so thin. He's like me. But I'm not. Right. Them, but I, I'm always no. But like we yeah. w- we went to so many doctors' appointments, and it would be like 85 degrees out this summer, and he'd be wearing his khaki shorts with a belt on because he was so thin, and a golf shirt, and he always looked adorable. And he'd be like, Rach, grab me a sweater, grab me a sweater." And <laughs> the doctors were always like, "Why are you wearing a sweater?" So that's kind of appropriate too that it is a sweater. And I should say, I don't know if this is TMI, but I was with my father through all of it. And I'm the one that picked out his clothing for him to be buried in. Now in traditional Jewish culture, religion, the person who is deceased is supposed to be buried in a shroud, but there's no way buried in a shroud. He was buried. I picked it out. Khaki pants, a whale golf belt, a nice golf shirt that my brother had just gotten to him for father's day. As they were taking him out, I went into his closet and I said, Oh, dad's going to need a sweater. Oh, And the people thought of everything. I love it. The people who owned the funeral home were friends of ours, of course. And one of the guys from the funeral home called me to tell me just, and this was like such a gift because you know what somebody looks like when they die. They don't look Mm -hmm. like themselves. Mm -mm. He said to me, I was the last person to see Jimmy Levy. And boy, did he look like himself? He looked like he was going out for a round of 18. So what a gift that was. That gives me chills. In a sweater. Incredible. I love it. I love that you thought of that. I told
0: you the story about how when I had to pick out my mom's outfit, I went into her closet and literally there was like, she was, had a very neat closet and I should say closets because somehow her clothes just spilled over and over, but there was like this one dress with a jacket. It was a black dress with a, like a magenta fuchsia jacket that it was kind of sticking out a little bit and it mm. wasn't something that she would have just recently worn. but it was as if it was saying like this is the one you know and mm. I, I literally I thought oh this is going to be such a terrible task but I almost felt like I was told exactly what to do in that I love moment that. I love that yeah yeah uh, can you share you were fortunate enough to be able to spend a lot of time with your dad generally but especially during his last months and, and weeks and You had shared with me a beautiful story about a walk you took with your father Mm. and
1: something he said. Is that something that you would want to share here? I hope our listeners are enjoying this. It's actually very cathartic for me, and I should say that I said to Stephanie, we have a whole roster of awesome guests lined up, but I couldn't go back to interviewing them before we did this. I mean, we had to, right? We had to. A hundred percent. So this last summer, I brought my dad up from Florida in May, which was a crazy story in itself. And since May, he's been back at his house in Pennsylvania, which is like 15 minutes from where I live. And so I was lucky that I got to spend a lot of time with him. My brother got to spend a lot of time with him. Carol, his girlfriend, obviously was there all the time. He had great family and friends. We had a great support staff. He had great caregivers. We were really lucky. And one of the things my father said to me was that he wanted to stay at home. And I'm really proud that we were able to keep him at home because it's not easy. No. He died August 14th. I remember the last two weeks of August so clearly, because it was just all about him all the time as it kind of was this whole summer. But um, we were taking a walk. I think it was August 3rd because I have a dated on my phone because we took a picture. It may have been his last walk outside He had a walker. He was very thin. He was wearing some cool sweatpants, which he would never wear sweatpants prior to this illness, (laughs) but whatever. right? And his baseball hat and his big sunglasses. (laughs) And we could only walk like a half a block at the most. And as we were coming back to the house, he looked up at the sky. I was by his side and he said, Becky, you see what you're missing? And Becky was my mom. And that was an unusual thing for him to say. I don't know if he meant like, look at us taking a walk or I think he was starting to think more about death. I do. I think he was. And I will share with you guys a little bit more because I think it's really beautiful. And I do feel lucky that I got to be with him so much because... My dad was a very upbeat guy. We didn't talk about how sick he was, not because we were secretive, but because he was so optimistic and positive, similar to my mom. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I didn't want to scare him. But I think people know, right? And right. so oh, yeah. my father died on a very early Monday morning, but the Wednesday before, so five days before, I had taken him to a doctor's appointment to the cardiologist. That was the last time he was at a doctor's. And he was in a wheelchair because he couldn't walk so well. And we were waiting for the valet to bring the car over at the hospital because we couldn't get to the car on our own. And he sort of pointed to me to lean down to him sitting in the wheelchair. And he said to me, I'm sorry, I've taken you away from your wonderful life. I get a little teary. and I mean, I said, dad, you've given me my wonderful life. You are my wonderful life. And he said to me, I want you to go back to living your wonderful life. And that was such a gift. And that was his way, I think, of telling me, you know, what to do. And that is why I did have to take a couple of weeks off because there's stuff to do. But I'm back to podcasting. I'm back to writing. I'm back to family and friends. and, And that was important to him. And happened to know the next night when he was alone with my brother and his Girlfriend, I hate to say girlfriend because she really was like right. his wife, Carol, who I right. set them up, which was the best thing yes, I ever you did. did
0: set them up, I know.
1: Johnny, my brother, had said to me, Dad said to them, I know I'm dying. So he knew. And he really, the weekend that he died, he, sorry if this is too maudlin, but I think it's kind of no, I'm I have in a tears way tears in
0: my eyes. But yeah, it, he told no, me,
1: it, he told me two days before he died everything to do. He told me how to do the funeral, he told me everything. Wow. And then he, was for lack of a better word in a coma for 24 hours he woke up he said some really beautiful things this is totally woo woo my brother (laughs) told him we're here for it (laughs) my brother told we spoke french together he told me the name of his french teacher who was my not my french teacher but the french teacher at the same school that we went to because we also went to the same high school in addition to going to the same college he got kicked out of the high school for grades and went on to a different school but that's another story But he became valid and he turned out and he turned out out just fine. Amen. But it's a lesson to everybody. My brother told him that he was going to be playing much better golf in heaven. He gave a big smile. I told him, are you going to heaven to see Becky? My mom, he said, absolutely. And I just felt not everyone gets this gift and we were given it. And I can just say he gave us gifts his whole life up until the very end. And really no regrets, no regrets. Yeah. So that's really beautiful, beautiful, right? It is beautiful. It is beautiful. And thank you for sharing all of that about your father. And I should say about this podcast, he loved the podcast. He loved (laughs) all the work. In fact, you know, I took him to a lot of doctor's appointments. We'd be in the car. He wasn't always a hundred percent himself, right? But I often would put on a podcast, like from the New York times. Sometimes I'd put on our podcast, which was like very meta. And his caregiver, whose name was Rachel too. Yeah. Rach too. She was often in the car and she'd be like, Rach, this is good. Excuse me. I'll <laughs> say that again. Rach, this is good. <laughs> and my dad loved it. And he kept saying, he always said about my work, you're so creative. How'd you get so creative? Yeah. So I think he would love this. He would love the 1963 pen sweater. We often talked a lot about our experiences at college. We had the same professor once Professor Rezanovsky who's no longer wow. with us he was like a wow. Russian expert oh and gosh. I remember I took his history class sophomore year in college and I was stressed out about the final and my dad's like go see Rezanovsky during office hours and he was like a big deal professor back then yeah and I went to see him and I asked him a couple questions about like preparing for the final and then I was like oh my dad Jimmy Levy he's like Jimmy Levy he remembered him. So that was wow. always, like, a connection I felt yeah. to him. That was one of my father's gifts for me and my brother. I think whenever I was having a problem or feeling just down and out, he would always somehow connect with you and make you feel better and make it like no big deal. And I always appreciated that. I love it.
0: So Rach, I'm going to bring it back to the sweater. I don't think
1: you wore it a lot, right? <laughs> No, especially, I don't think I've ever worn it. not in the summer. No. How much that? Wear it and make it look cool. Do you think I'd I think wear it, it with already like jeans? Looks cool. Yes. And it would look cute? 100%. I'm serious.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: It is yeah. cute. It's adorable. You know what's amazing Absolutely. about it, Stephanie? It fits me. me. It fits me. Like yeah. he was 6'2. I'm yes. 5'8. I mean, we're both yeah. tall for our genders and right. our people. But he was thin. I'm thin. But yet most of his like sweatshirts and golf shirts are like huge on me. Yeah. i am leave those all to my brother. Right. Um, but this somehow fits me. I guess it was like that tight kind all of those little- cool. I think those sweaters are all so
0: fitted, right?
1: So fitted. Yeah. This show must have their, been
0: like to show fit. off all the athletes' muscles, probably, right? Yeah,
1: this must have been skin tight <laughs> on him because it just it's like a little loose on me, but it yeah. doesn't look like it's a man's sweater. Well, it's meant to be for you to have it. Totally. Yeah. So I think I'll wear That's it. Nice you think I should? These, yeah,
0: I think you 100% should wear it. And the temperatures will be at, be getting cool enough soon. And I think you wear it for sure. It already yeah. looks great. Yeah. It already looks great. Can I and say one
1: just... thing more about my dad and your dad? I yes. think we, our listeners probably know everything about our moms and all their brooches and brooches. Um, <laughs> yes. Stephanie and I talk a lot offline about our dad. Stephanie is an amazing daughter to her dad who's had his share of health issues and she's risen to the occasion time and time again I think one of the things I've realized over the last almost 20 years of not having a mom is that and I said this in my eulogy is that losing my mom young was really hard but she gave me a gift in the relationships that I developed with my dad and yeah. over the years there were times where it was really hard because yeah. dads are kind of clueless <laughs> um, and Stephanie knows this. we do have to rise to the occasion. We do have to make the doctor's appointments. We do have to tell them, no, you need this done sooner rather than later. We do have right. to explain to them where the milk is in the grocery store <laughs> and it was frustrating and it was hard, and I felt gypped and all that. But it really was a gift, and maybe that's why it makes losing you know my dad was eighty two my mom was fifty seven my husband, yeah. Neil, said to me all summer long, this is not going to be like your mom because your dad's 82 and your mom was 57. And that is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. But I will say the reason it feels so hard is because he was my mom and my dad for almost 20 years. Yes. Yes. And not to be woe is me because no. I have the best husband and kids and podcast Absolutely. partner and life oh. <laughs> and friends and work. And just my dad knew that, but even though I have all that, I feel like a little bit unmoored, like where the hell are my parents, but I know I'm going to be okay. And I am okay. Um, yeah. but I just had to throw that out there because Stephanie, I know you appreciate that. And I know you appreciate all your time with your dad, which is I do probably awesome and hilarious and frustrating and all that stuff. Yeah. It's all of that. It's just,
0: yeah. I mean, there are no words, right? You've already said it. You've said it beautifully and we do move forward and You're right. Yes, your father lived a long life, but even so, that doesn't take away the pain, right? It doesn't matter what age, right? Whether 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, it's still a person that you love and still love, and you want them to be here. I think that he is smiling with your mom listening to this episode.
1: She's probably like, What's a podcast? And by the way, he was also like, What's a podcast?
0: right? Yeah. 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 Well, That's okay. This is what it is.
1: This, this is, is what, it, what is. it is. This is what it is. You're listening to it. You're listening to it. I'm wearing yeah. the itchy sweater. Yeah. I'm proud of it. I so appreciate Stephanie, you taking the time to do this with me. I appreciate our listeners listening to this. I hope you're still listening. Maybe we're bringing back vintage college sweaters.
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe this might be,
1: there you go i heard it here first on life. Well, accessories. People have asked us to be influencers on Instagram. I don't know if our listeners know that. So I'm going to be an influencer with the 1963 University I, of Pennsylvania I, I freshman I say, I say fencing or
0: a hockey sweater. Not sure.
1: <laughs> did yeah. I tell
0: you my mother was a fencer in college? That's right. It might have been freshman year only. I can't That's ask. That's impressive. Yeah. Where did yeah. she go to
1: college? Tufts. That's amazing. So she and I, like you and your dad, we share the same alma mater. I will say this Uncle Paul, my dad's brother, was an amazing fencer. He fenced all four years at Princeton. And he was in the Pan-American Olympics for fencing. Almost made it to the real Olympics. Olympics. The real Olympics. We did the Pan-American Olympics. My father worshipped him. And my uncle Paul, who's 86, fenced up well into his 80s for sure. I love that. And is a big I part of the that. fencing community. So, fencing, great sport. To bring it back to what our kids are doing right now, maybe they should have started a sport like fencing so they could actually get into college. But that's a story for us. <laughs> that's another a day.
0: whole other podcast. It's a whole
1: other podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Stephanie. I Thank so you, appreciate Rach. It. Thank you for sharing. And our listeners will be back next time with a real guest. You're real. I'm so real. You're so real. You're so real. real. Yeah. I'm going to wear this sweater this winter when we interview somebody like really fashionable and famous and (laughs) see where that goes. There you go. I love that. You'll be the inspiration
0: for a new line. I know it. Totally. Talk to you guys next time. All right. Thank
1: you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Life's Accessories. Please don't forget to
0: subscribe, rate us, and get in touch. Thanks for tuning in.